Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there, listeners, and welcome to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly podcast which takes the musings of fictional journalist Carrie Bradshaw from the HBO series Sex and the City and asks if her madcap questions are still relevant today. You're joining Park Lane Pollyanna Juno Dawson <laughs> and sexual anthropologist Dylan Jones as we explore the series week by week. And this week you join us for Series 1, Episode 8, Three's a Crowd. Yeah. Dylan, what happens this week? So in this week, they explore the concept of threesomes. And in my opinion... <laughs> a difficult one. Yeah. In my opinion, massively overthink everything. Um, it just explores each character's experiences with three with threesomes or without threesomes in the case of one notable character. What did you think? So this week we have... The, the big news, the A plot, the one that was first on the whiteboard, is Carrie learns quite late in the episode, weirdly, that Mr. Big has been married before. Yeah. This predictably, because it's Carrie, I was sends like, her on a spiral. I was like, how did she not know this as well? He'd but then, be really Googleable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Although remember, in three years' time, Carrie doesn't know how to send an email. Mm. <laughs> so, and also, did people just Google things back then? Maybe yeah. ask Jeeves. Yeah, ask Je- Yahoo, maybe. <laughs> or that AOL lady. Yeah, <laughs> ask the, the paperclip. Ask with, the word paperclip. Yeah, paper the word paperclip. Samantha is involved in, well, she's the other woman. Yes, um, the Scarlet Woman. She becomes the Scarlet Woman. Um, Charlotte toys with the notion of having a three-way as she works the charity party scene. Yeah. Whereas, and Miranda is mortified when she discovers that neither Samantha... Um, Charlotte or Carrie would want a threesome with her involved. Um, so yeah, everyone is in talking about threesomes. But first of all, let, let's should we do us first? Should we talk about our experiences with threesomes? Oh yeah, us? why not? Have you ever had one? I or have two, had or one or a, a few. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that I particularly. That's why this episode frustrated me, and I've had this a couple of times before with previous episodes where. All of the overthinking and conversations just are meaningless to me anyway. Like in today's like much more sexually liberated society, most of my friends, most of the people that I know have had threesomes, but then I am a gay man working in media, living in London. So I realise it's not necessarily the norm for everyone. 
Um, but yeah, threesomes are great. I completely agree with Samantha that being the guest star is the best situation mm-hmm. uh, because I've been in situations where, not to blow my own trumpet, but one half of the couple has been a bit more into me than he should have been and it's become a little bit awkward and then the other one's got a bit bitter and I've had to get my coat on quite swiftly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, in particular, one threesome that I remember really well was uh, a couple that I set it up, set up the meet with on Gaydar. It was when I very first moved to London. Mm-hmm. And they were a lovely couple, lived in, I shouldn't be t- too specific, um, had lovely, well, like intelligent, polite, lovely, gave me um, a gorgeous glass of wine when I arrived. Um, we had a lovely chat, had lovely sex, and then left. And I still speak to them now. And yeah, that was just a great experience. I've actually never had a bad threesome. <laughs> now you see, I've had some shockers. <laughs> well, let's hear about that. So we then. do. We do like to play both sides. <laughs> so I am not a fan. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it out there. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I just think it always feels a bit like work. Right. Getting one person off for me is a sexy, <laughs> lusty challenge. Yeah. Getting off two people feels a bit like. <laughs> work and it's a bit like there's just it's an added level of communication so it's it's there's that personally I just always feel like I should be like going around offering drinks and stuff like, does anybody need more lube? like Abigail's party yeah does anybody need a wet wine offering it's, olives I become basically yeah I become that character um and it's dreadful and um, my first one was a friendship ending mistake. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Yeah, so this, we're going way, way back. So again, <clears throat> pre-transition. Yeah. So again, I will say, well, we'll talk about how common do we think they are in a bit. But so this was pre-transition. So when I was still very much on the gay scene, me and a very good friend who I was in love with. Uh, and see, you can the, see where this is going. There's the rub. So yeah. um, <clears throat> me and a very good friend that I was in love with went to the club and I was in the club and mm. a very handsome Brazilian actually not a lie we left the club and we were getting some money out for a taxi and we got talking to a very handsome Brazilian man at the cash point and then Amazing. we all ended up going for a drink and then we all ended up going back to mine but it was really clear what was happening and it was the typical bad juju of threesomes right so I fancied my friend my friend fancied the Brazilian the Brazilian fancied me that is about as bad as it can possibly be the worst possible I'm picturing kind of arrows going round and then like not meeting in any way just awful and I saw it amazing this is my opportunity to finally have sex with my friend right um my friend I think wanted to pretend that I wasn't in the room for stop yeah, yeah. and the Brazilian who he dearly wanted was just paying me all the attention. So I mean, at was, least you won in like a small part there. I did think that at one point, actually. <laughs> as childish as that is. But my friend and I, we couldn't properly, and we tried to laugh it off. Mm. Then I kept trying to make things happen again oh. and just, yes, I mean, it was, it was friendship ending oh stuff. So did that put you off threesomes for life then? No. <laughs> well, no, because I thought, you know, it's a bit like anything, isn't it? You can't blame the threesome just because you've had one bad one. It's like having pizzas. You yeah. have to try a variety. 
And or as then, Carrie would say, like trying on a dress without taking the tags off. <laughs> but actually, and this is a direct example of where Sex and the City influenced my life, I very <laughs> much took Samantha's advice to heart and I said, never again unless you're the guest star. Yeah. And so since then, I guest starred in a couple of other threesomes with, with couples. Both times felt one of them didn't want to be there mm. and it was their way of keeping their boyfriend happy that's a bit basically. bleak isn't it like, that you're I kind will of do the, this for you that you're kind of the tool that's like keeping there Some but weird then glue yeah. another reason that the guest star is good is because you're like the novelty in that situation you're like presumably they've made the decision together and and it's even more, this is like going into my own kind of psychological things, but it's even more validation because it's not just one person, it's two who are, who must have agreed that you're interesting enough to have sex with. <laughs> um, <laughs> as I'm talking... I'm not I'm being like... paid to be Dylan's therapist. <laughs> I, I would like to find out. <laughs> wow, that just came out of nowhere. Um, what was I going to say about this episode? I think it's got, written by Jenny Bix, her name rings a bell. Sure friends there you go mm-hmm. uh, it's got so many memorable lines in it how well do we ever know the people we sleep with is one of I don't know if you agree one of the most memorable lines yeah Sex and the City. Uh, I, sup- I like I said I find it very hard to believe at no point during their dating Carrie wouldn't have said so have you ever been married or have you ever been engaged yeah it's unthinkable that it's a like relationship a first date. journalist it's a first date yeah, question yeah completely it's it, it does it beggars belief <laughs> <laughs> I mean um, the question the question that we have to answer is are threesomes the new sexual frontier um, which now feels redundant vaguely quaint yeah doesn't it it's funny though because I will say to talk about myself a bit more <laughs> it's changed now that I am perceived to be a woman, and obviously I'm a woman, but um, things, it's changed because all of a sudden now I'm in a new fresh world as a straight woman. I'm in the world of mixed gender threesomes, Mm. which does change things. Mm. So quite early on, a guy that I was seeing said, would I be up for doing a threesome with another woman? Mm. And clearly, I think my previous story just demonstrated I'm no prude. <laughs> but all of a sudden, I was like, no, nope, can't do it. Absolutely not. I would compare myself to the other woman. I would be looking at who had the better body, who had the better hair. Yeah. I think it would become really performative really quickly. And that I would be like flinging Licking, my hair putting around. Putting a show on. Like full Britney <laughs> Spears video. Um, actually, a lot more like the later threesome we see Samantha have with Richard and the young oh, yeah, Maitre yeah. D. Um, which we'll come to in due course. But um, <clears throat> so I was flat no. And then I put it back on him and say, would you do one with two guys? Good. And he was like, no, because that would make me gay. Well, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. There you go. You're dating a trans woman. So are, you, you, are we asking those basic questions? And you also should point? have said like, well, then does it make me a lesbian if I have sex with another woman in threesome? So it, this has reminded me, I have actually had a threesome with a bisexual guy and his girlfriend. This is so good. Please (laughs) tell me about this. So we met at a party and there were a lot of, there was a lot of drinking involved, should we we say. (laughs) And uh, he was lovely, worked in fashion, very, um, this is a bit of a dated term now, but very metrosexual. Um, And his girlfriend was gorgeous, Japanese, intelligent, like very funny. And we went back to his. I thought that she was, I, 
I shouldn't have just assumed this. I assumed that she was just like his friend and that he was gay. And then when we got back to their flat <laughs> and their one double bed, it became very apparent that that wasn't the case. And when I say threesome, not much really happened. There was a lot of, as my friend Mark says, hands and faces. <laughs> um, but, but nothing more than that. Um, I, unfortunately, am at the very gay end of the Kinsey scale. I wish that weren't the case because life would be more interesting. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, I just am. So, and she was a bit miffed about that because oh. uh, <laughs> I'd kind Are of... Are you basically saying you wouldn't go down on that? Is that what you're saying? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's not that I... I'm so not one of those gay men who are, who's like, and I think this is so fucking tacky when gay men are like, eh, vagina is disgusting. Like that's so. That's nah. not you. That's no, that's that's not me. But it's I don't know. It's kind of it would be just like going down on. Uh, there's a can of coke in front, like sort of licking that can. It doesn't really do anything. Yeah, for no, me. and you and you can't you can't help. <laughs> I can't change that. You know yeah. what, what does it for you? And you know, God, that's been asked <clears throat> enough about me. You know, the first when I told my mum I was going to transition in 2013, the first question she asked was, "Well, you know, men won't love you anymore." How wrong she was. <laughs> because so that's because you know there there is truly <clears throat> someone out there for everyone, but you can't force it. You yeah, know, you can't make yourself feel desire. Yeah, and. Similarly, I wouldn't, I don't think I could ever, you know, I don't think I could be drunk enough to do some sort of like <laughs> soft focus intimacy in like a Rita Ora video way, you know, like yeah. in that Rita Ora video where they're all sort of like nuzzling other girls. I kissed like, a I girl just, and I liked it. Yeah, there will be no Katy Perry lesbianism <laughs> in my bedroom. <laughs> Thank you. Not even, No matter how much my partner wants it, I'm afraid. Porn has a lot to answer for. Yeah. Actually... Has porn rendered the threesome ubiquitous? Perhaps. There's loads of threesomes in porn. Well, it's you'd be surprised if there was less than In fact, three I would people. say it's almost Yeah, like it might be more common than one on one. I think people want to see a threesome over one on one these days. Well, you know why straight men want the threesome. It's because it's like I'm the king and these are my slaves. Oh, so God, I think yeah. there's some weird power shit there. Yeah, that is that is very true. Uh and also men like seeing girls. Let it off. Don't <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Woke Charlotte has something to say about that. But no, but actually, let's loop round onto the problems with men loving watching women. Yeah. Because obviously, the at the moment this is being recorded in June 2019, and we are a week since the horrific homophobic attack on a London bus. Yes. In Camden oh my god! Yeah. That saw two lesbian women. Although I think they describe themselves as queer, but saw a queer couple be physically assaulted on a bus for refusing to perform lesbianism yeah. for some fucking teenage cunty boys. So I think the reason that that had so much impact on people is just there's there's just so much wrong with it, isn't it? There's yeah. just so much to unpack. Homophobia, misogyny. And for me, notion. I was I was really devastated to learn that it was kids as well yeah. because it means that there are still kids growing up now with that attitude. And I was I've always hoped that things change. Yeah. And it seems like things aren't changing as much as we would like them to. I mean, it, it's unthinkable that men would chant a, a gay couple for them to perform the way they've seen it in porn. But of yeah. course, and I've said this, obviously my day job is I'm an author and I'm a Sturmall Schools role model. 
you know, as long as I've been working in education, I've been saying we have to ditch one maths lesson a week and we've got to teach the shit to kids. Yeah. They're not picking it up at home. They're not picking it up on the internet. We're actually going to have to teach them about LGBT lifestyles and relationships. We're going to have to teach them about consent. And we've got to fucking teach them that porn is not sex education. Yeah. You know, I'm not here to shame porn. I'm not here to shame people who use porn. But we need to know it's fantasy. Yeah. It's no different to watching the X-Men or Superman. It is nonsensical. Use it, get your rocks off, but it's not sex ed. And the problem is if we have teenage boys on buses, you know, telling girls to make out, then sex ed is failing. So we've got to get better. So that was a lovely diversion. No, that was great. An important diversion. That was great. And I would, I completely agree. I would go as far as to say that if you've, that porn is probably more easily available in this country than sexual sexual education. Of course. (laughs) Which is, that that is a, a big, Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. One. Was there an episode of Sex and the City that properly deals with porn? We had the spanking guy, didn't uh, we? Which we talked about the spanking yeah, guy. There isn't, I don't think. That's amazing. Can, oh, we talk, so can we talk about Barbara? Barbara. Big's wife, who I love. Yes. Yeah, well, I love Barbara. She's, She's fab. classy. I can understand why Big married her. Yeah. Also, she looks like Natasha, so he clearly has a type. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And I wonder if that was deliberate. I'm sure it probably was. And I love the fact that Carrie <laughs> kind of like screws herself over because she ends up like loving this woman mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like ha well you shouldn't have gone and fucking stalked her then should you so Barbara um, is a children's book publisher who who inexplicably warms to Carrie's half-assed <laughs> notion of a Kathy a little girl with magic cigarettes yeah. um, which I'm surprised actually in the world of merch I'm surprised that the people at HBO haven't done a gift book of yeah. Kathy and the Magic Cigarettes, the unreleased Carrie Bradshaw manuscript. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think worrying that the notion of the threesome was actually a little too marginal for most Sex and the City viewers, we take the notion of the threesome and apply it to this notion of how much does an ex 
cast a shadow over a current relationship, which I guess is something that whether you've had a threesome or not, or, you know, the point this episode is making, we've all had a threesome because our partner's past conquests are always in bed with us. So we're always having metaphysical, psychological group sex. Yeah. So, I mean, have you ever worried about your partner's exes? I think I can quite honestly say no. You're really chill, though. I I am, yeah. You are so chill. I am quite chill. And I I realise that. Also, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if Chris has had any significant exes. I don't know. <laughs> You've never bit. asked. Oh my god, I love it. We just we just slated Carrie for not know. knowing. And I've been going out with my boyfriend for almost four years. I've never asked. Him. Maybe he's been married. Who knows? Maybe yeah, he's he was got married kids. to Barbara. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's been married to you. He was. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I I don't care. Um, I would care if. I, I can imagine a scenario where I would care would be if the ex came back into the picture. See, this is it, because I would love <clears> to say that I'm easy breezy beautiful, mm. but I do care. Mm. And every once in a while, my poor partner, um, this girl, he briefly dated like one summer at university, sometimes pops up on his phone. And I'm convinced it's when she's in town and she's looking for an injection of vitamin D. And oh I'm, I do go a bit Carrie Bradshaw nuts. And and I think it works both ways as well. I think <laughs> I'm older than my partner and he, you know, so he always knows there's been some significant exes in my life as well. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I can't help but slightly compare myself to the girls who've gone before they they were all cisgender as well. I'm the first trans woman he's ever been out with. So how could I not? So that adds that certainly adds an extra dimension to it. Yeah, it? we're back in trans corner. Yeah, ding, yeah. Ding. <laughs> ding ding ding. But yeah, I mean it does because I'm always like, well, you know, you didn't seek out trans women before we met, so kind of you know. It, but then, you know, if am had, I different? Was it different? If you had dated trans women before, do you think then that would be just as you would find that just as difficult? Possibly, Like yeah. you'd be analysing all a whole different kind of catalogue of things. But on the plus side, to flip it round, I'm always grateful in some ways because I think you relate being good in a relationship <clears throat> is something I think that's learned behaviour. And I think my boyfriend is great because some other woman has trained him to be a mm, great boyfriend. Yeah, there he's is attentive, that. he's good and communicative, he... He knows, and you know, I doubt he's learnt it off porn, <laughs> as discussed. <laughs> so that that would tell me that some other woman has done a lot of the groundwork that I'm now reaping the benefits of. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So maybe rather than being wary of our partner's exes, maybe we should see them as wise mentors who brought us to our current happiness. Yeah, or like people that have been trodden over to get to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not easy. <laughs> bless, bless him, he's he's been well well trained to deal with my crazy. So, um, I can't really see. To me, you seem like a very calm, organised, switched on person. Because I've dated in the past. Because you've, yeah. Because I know I know now, and I know my triggers, and I know what's likely to make me crazy, and I know what works and what doesn't. And I will say this: it took me a good thirty years to be able to. I would. I think I would go so far as to use the word cope. Mm-hmm. I don't think I coped very well in relationships before. I didn't mm. really have the skill set. And I think it was a skill set I learned. I lived with a boyfriend for a year or so. And I think I learned a lot in that time. And now my current partner, you know, 
he benefits. Yeah. Um, shall we I'm move? Look, I'm looking at the wrong episode. Should we? Which is <laughs> okay. And so I think I deleted my notes. Oh shit. Oh no. How do I get that back? Can I get that back? I've written. Oh no. How on earth did I manage that? Well, I could if you want. If they've gone, I can like. They are gone. They're gone. We're gonna have to fly solo now. I'll I'll lead then. For okay, a bit. you lead. <laughs> so I've written in big block capital letters. Carrie is a sex columnist, and she's never had a threesome. <laughs> she wants to get sacked. Yeah, she, like well, I don't know. But then we're into slightly iffy territory now because I I guess with that I'm implying that if you haven't had a threesome, you're not qualified to talk about sex. Which isn't true. I'm sure there are loads of people who haven't had threesomes who know a lot about sex. But I do find, I just find it unrealistic. I think that she would it have It wouldn't had a happen threesome. now. Although I don't know, it says, I, I can think of certain columnists writing for newspapers <laughs> in 2019 who are probably not the best people in that they, you know, our newspapers are full of phenomenally privileged. Toughs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there is that. I wasn't thinking of that one that you're thinking of, but I'm thinking of just that, again, we see a lot of the same women being offered newspaper columns. Yeah. The upper middle class, white women, privately educated. Writing about, like, bondage. There's yeah. nothing I hate more, like, as a journalist than seeing people write about shit that they don't know about. It's like, why are you writing about this? I just think it's really dangerous. Uh, anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, you're right. And, and this does, I mean, this is a broad thing, which is carries credentials as a sex columnist, given that she's of the four, easily the most prudish. Yeah, yeah. But then I think right up in episode one, she does say, you know, my friends are very sort of fertile ground for my column. Yeah, true. Um, I actually loved Charlotte in this episode. Yeah, experimental. Yeah. Open to suggestions. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, kind of assertive and comfortable in herself at the mm. same time. She never did anything. He never, that very handsome man who she was dating, never pushed her into it. She never let him push her into anything. He certainly flattered her. Yeah. Um, and, you know, flattery will get you everywhere. I think, you know, it's difficult because in that scenario, clearly the threesome was what he wanted. Yeah. And of course, in the end, sure enough, he got his. True. Charlotte got knocked to the floor. <laughs> totally, so, yeah, true. So I think that the, there was a lesson <laughs> on that. I felt bad, who I felt more sorry for in this episode, was that poor and very sweet and lovely couple. Yeah. But Miranda stands up. What a dick move from Miranda. Yeah. I actually wrote down, like, dick move from yeah, Miranda. Yeah, me too. That was notes. definitely in the notes that I deleted. They were yeah. so, like, and also, I think that if that episode had aired had been written and had aired today, mm -hmm. she would have gone and had sex with them. I and think. I don't, because they were a really hot couple as yeah, well. Yeah, and they were nice. I recognised the woman. I think I think she's been in movies and stuff before, the woman. Possibly. Um, but they were, they were a cute couple. Um, and I was thinking, like, they're going to get a complex now because, like, they're going to think that they're not attractive enough or, like... Yeah, fucking Miranda. They'll have, I bet they go to the same therapist that Miranda goes yeah, to. They'll have yeah. to go to some couples therapy. Like we got rejected by our <laughs> anonymous hooker. Yeah. But no, I mean, to put that into context, if you haven't watched the episode, Miranda is so horrified that none of her friends want to have a threesome with her that she, what's the, like a, Not personal, a, a personal, a personal ad. ad yeah. Before the dating app, there was the personal ad. And, um... Yeah, and Miranda checks down a couple who want to have a threesome with her and then she stands them up. She leaves them high and dry. Speaking of the personal ads, I loved that montage of... Um, <laughs> that woman. <laughs> you me, be. Yeah, you be on time. Um, and it made me think, like, 
uh, another guy says like no fatties. I was like, and she says black or Hispanic, mm-hmm. to, basically to the front of the queue. I was like, this was twenty years ago, and Grinder has exactly those words on it still now. Yeah, um, it, weirdly, it hasn't changed. I mean, Woke so Charlotte intru- would definitely have something to say about yeah. the little white woman who who is looking just for men of colour. But um, <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, yeah, it's it's a haunting premonition of yeah. the kind of stuff that we see on less so I must admit I don't see it on straight tinder um okay yeah people aren't expressing their preferences they do well in that they might be saying I'm oh, looking for sort of gym fit or vegan but I've certainly never seen the horrific racism that I used to witness when I was on um grinder where, where people will often say no black no asian yeah. Yeah. no camp yeah. you know kind of like just like fuck's sake chill out I wonder why that's a whole other I mean a part a whole other podcast I think for a whole mm. other time I love when the guy calls Samantha with the poor with oh. Ruth <laughs> No, 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 no. With poor Ruth saying, I am willing to join you with him in bed. I also love when she, another really memorable line, when she picks up the phone and he says, it's over, I told my wife. And she just goes, who is this? Yeah, I mean, it is this. There was something so simple about particularly Samantha's character in season one, where she just goes off and has an adventure. Yeah. And it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, um, so shall we shall we attempt to definitively answer Carrie's question? Here we go. Which then. is so are uh, threesomes the new sexual frontier? No, not not. Were they even then? I don't think so. I think threesome people have been having threesomes probably since the dawn of time. Hang on a minute, though. Are we doing that thing again where <laughs> we have a lot more sex historically than possibly. our listeners? Yeah. Um, so maybe this is one that we need to turn over to you, our listeners. Yeah. Because. Um, I've done them in the past. Um, I've certainly talked about them in the present. Dylan has done them and continues to do so. Mm. As long as he has two <laughs> hands, it's all going to be fine. As long as as long as I can breathe and kneel. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you tell us, you know, in the year of our Lord, 2019, is the notion of a threesome still shocking? Maybe when this airs, we could do a Twitter poll. We'll do a Twitter poll. But as well, and I think maybe the bigger question and it's a more difficult question is and I will say this so look away Dylan for a second is a threesome something that would arouse women or is it something that we're doing because it fulfills a very specific male fantasy Mm, yeah that's the more interesting question that Carrie doesn't answer she doesn't deal with the sexual politics involved in one man, two women, or one woman, two men. I'd be. I wish Candace had stayed. I'd be interested to know what she thought as mm. well as a as a cis. I'm I'm assuming cis cis woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, let us know. Let yeah. us know. Are three ways the new sexual frontier, or is it actually passe? Yeah. Or are we just bold enough in saying, "Fuck that"? It's- I think, like I said. And, I, and like I said before, it's been a common thing I've noticed. Is it just overthinks to me this episode? Mm. They're just overthinking it and chatting about it way too much. But I guess every episode has to have a theme. So, mm. <laughs> um, but I think most of my most of the people I know, again, I know that I'm like a gay man in media in London, so not the most accurate representation. But most people just wouldn't think twice about it. I would. But what about you, dear listener? Please let us know. Yes. Please do join us again next week when we will be enjoying. 
season one, episode nine, The Turtle and the Hare. Until then, I have been Gina Dawson. And I've been Dylan Jones. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Bye. Subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs>Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. 